I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou in big episode today. But we've got to start first things first. We're four weeks away from the National. Wait. Four weeks away. It's true. We're recording it. No longer five. We're down to four. That was the quickest week of all time. Quickest. The fastest. It was about the same amount of time than than the previous week. Yeah, but like it felt like it was a little quicker. It definitely felt fun. Did we record on Monday last week? No, no, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Tuesday last week, Monday this week. It's a quicker week, Lou. Good point. Good point. You know, it, was, it wasn't a full week. Right. Right. In theory, that's accurate. <laughs> mm, does National start on Monday or Tuesday? The official show day is Wednesday. Dealer setup is Tuesday. So at the time of recording, we're at four weeks in a day. Correct. 29 days. Interesting. Under a month. Interesting. So I want to start with what's on your mind, right? Like get an idea of like what's kind of going through everybody's head. I say we start with that because that's going to be on my mind. I've told you guys about it last time. We joked about it, but that's, I've got a YouTube video dropping today about preparing for the national. Like I'm focused on the national. Like I thought about this driving back today to record this. And I was thinking it's, it's been two years since we had the national. That was the first time we all met. And that's been two full years. I didn't have it last year. Like, I'm excited to get back into the best show on earth to be there, just to be like all week, nothing but, you know, hanging out, buying, selling, trading. I'm I'm juiced. Who are you most looking forward to seeing? Not me and Tyler. That's tough. I know my answer. Honestly, you want to know, like, honestly, I know this. I know you guys are going to laugh at this because I know he gets a ton of hate on Instagram and Twitter. I'm actually very interested in meeting Darren Ravel. That was, hmm. I'm, that was interesting I'm very, that you think you're going to hang out with Darren Ravel. That's kind of an assumption. I'm not going to hang out with him. I'm just interested in meeting him. Huh. He's got some very interesting takes. He gets a lot of like stuff on Twitter. I'm, I'm just curious to meet him. He definitely has interesting takes. <laughs> very interesting takes. So I think that's what I'm interested in. But like in terms of like cards, I mean, everybody, right? It's. I just know Darren Ravel is going to be there and be set up. So I'm interested just to say what's up and just to meet him, see what he's like in person. Are you going to join Rye on the uh, autograph line? You know, I think I'm going to pass. Might be busy. That one's going to be a pass for me. I might have something going yeah. on. We'll see. Would love, to, would love to say hello at some point. But, you know, I think Rye's going to have to take that one alone. Understood. Report back on how it went. Yeah. Wait. So I answered the question. So who are you most looking forward to see? Me? Mm-hmm. Judy. That's a good point. That's a good point. Judy. Can you give some color? Yeah. So Judy is the producer of the podcast, right? So it's not like lose like pen pal or someone. It's it's the producer of the podcast. Correct. She is she is the straw that stirs the drink. She is the one that makes sure everything gets done every week. It's definitely not Jay. So it's Judy. <laughs> and I'm excited to hang with Judy for a couple of days. That's awesome. That's a good Mine's answer. Kaboom Guy. Mine's Kaboom Guy. It's Kaboom Guy. The guy it's that's kaboom. at the shows. Oh. With the Kabooms. It's Kaboom Guy. Two, two, two year anniversary from 
buying like an Mbappe. What do we? I think we picked up an Mbappe gold kaboom, and maybe a Neymar gold kaboom from him for under five hundred dollars total. And I'm excited to go back to the scene of the crime and you know see what's going on. Do you think they'll do kaboom packs again? Because I I think about what we did to those kaboom packs like once a week. I know, me too. They were. I don't know, but what I want is some of these. I want some of these national cards. Like these exclusive mean, joints. I remember you were running around last national, like you yeah, about the silver packs. I need some silver packs in my life. Yeah, that's. I talked about that in our the YouTube video. I heard someone the other day. Hopefully, we get a, sh- a chance to maybe talk to Panini here in a couple weeks. But I've heard that they aren't going to have them. That was kind of a rumor going around on social media. Somebody mentioned that they may not have them. Now they did Father's Day, so I would be really surprised if that happened. I don't know. I think it'll be very interesting to see. Very, very, very interesting. Those are like half I the look fun of the show. Those. Yeah, agreed, hundred percent. That is probably one of the top two or three things I look forward to is ripping a bunch of those silver packs. That is the absolute best. There's nothing I I'm I'm being dead honest when I say this. There's nothing I enjoyed more at the national than walking up to the Panini area and just seeing it absolutely mobbed with people. It's so fun to me. I love that. I don't know why, but I do. Yeah, I just think I, COVID is it brings an interesting aspect to it. Like Upper Deck's not setting up. Upper Deck will not have a booth there. That was confirmed mm. on Twitter, right? So Upper Deck's not going to be there, right? Product's not exactly dead. So do they need to, you know, in the past, it's been like, hey, rip this box. Like in 2018 in Cleveland, we ripped a box of Optic Fast Break Basketball 1718, which had Jason Tatum, Mitchell. We were ripping those for $45 a box and you got four silver packs. $45 a box. Optic Fast Break sells now, right? So what, you know, what products do you have to incentivize somebody to get a silver pack for? I don't know. So uh, I'm intrigued. I'm very, very curious to see what happens. I All I know is I, I hope, I hope they have silver packs this year. Uh, Lou, what's on your mind? I was thinking about some recent golden sales, but I now want to go back to that silver pack thing that you just brought up, that there's no, in, there's no reason to incentivize buying anything. So why would they do that? I don't think that's a reason to do it. Like, it's just like part of the thing of being there, no? So in the past, it, it's been like, hey, buy this box from one of the big three or four dealers at the show, right? The Dave and Adams blowout, Steel City, et cetera. You like buy a box, again, of Optic Fast Break. That's one I can speak to ex- uh, to experience on. Because I have, I, I was looking when I was creating those videos, I have uh, the list from the 2018 National and I'll pull it up. Well, the the... The implication is they can't move the product, so they have to attach something to it to make it move, right? Correct. So what my, my, that would be my point is what product in today's market would you have to incentivize somebody to move? I mean, I'm sure we can come up with something, right? I just, anybody and everybody would take product at this point. So I just don't know if you need to add something. Again, I'm just thinking only from a business. Whatever baseball is releasing. Well, that's tops. Yeah, but he's saying if it's Panini with the silver packs, it's not licensed. That's the best argument, but again, I'm only thinking about it from a business. I'm not thinking about a collector, right? Panini is obviously thinking about a lot of different aspects here. I, oh man, I just hope, I don't know, but I, I hope they have, they have them. I hope they do. I too. have faith. Anyway. All right. Back to what I was Thank thinking you. about. You're welcome. The golden mm-hmm. auctions recently. There's a lot of really interesting ones. Jay just brought it to our attention as well, that there was a Jay-Z refractor or X-fractor that Number sold. Number 20. PSA 10. 29 tops it's out of 29 tops finest gold x-fractor yes and it's sold for 6700 i believe 
Yeah, yeah 6700 6, after BP. Ryan's initial reaction to that was very overpriced, and that shook me to my core. Yeah, I'm surprised at that I'm take. I'm not sure. Talk to me about why you feel that's so overpriced. $7,000 for a number JZ card sounds fucking up. Excuse my language. Sounds, I mean, that sounds outrageous. Ryan doesn't use the word on there. I'm all for cool cards. Like, I would much rather have, like, a Jay-Z autograph. Like, anything autographed than a rookie card PSA 10 number to 30. Well, that's not a good argument because, like, obviously you would want autographed things. But $7,000 for a Jay-Z card? Are you kidding me? I mean, like, you put it in a bucket of, like, a Jay-Z card. Like, if it was an auto Jay-Z, are you just saying, like... No, I just... What you could get for $7,000. You could get, like, a really, like, dumb, like, patch auto, like, of some random football player that's retired that no one cares about like or, Dan or you could get something of somebody that's really really good that i believe in much more than that long term what would you rather have a cam reddish at a 75 nt psa 10 or a jay-z card uh, well, don't I, laugh because that's what it is jay-z <laughs> jay-z what, Jay-Z. what about great a holland <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I searched, by the way. The first thing I searched. I was just going to make another, like, Erling Holland. I don't even know. Probably it, whatever his base silver card is, probably doing somewhere around 6,500, 6K. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not taking Cam Reddish. If it's a cool Holland that's numbered or autographed or something, I would take the Holland. Would you rather have a Keldon Johnson at a five? Jay-Z. Oh, okay, interesting. How about a De'Aaron Fox? PSA Jay-Z. 10. Interesting. So now we're getting re- John Morant. What is it? Uh, NT out of 75, PSA 10. John ah. Morant. It doesn't seem so stupid anymore because you had to think ah. about it, huh? John Morant. Right. I yeah. I John might Morant. agree with you on that. But the global point is I, you had the exact reaction I was hoping for because you immediately jumped out the window and said it was really, really bad. And then you had to think. Well, how do you feel I, about Hova cards? It's like, bad. The Cam Reddish... I think the Kelton Johnson plays worse. Uh, what? A- I would like to have I would like to have rare Jay Z cards. I think those Jay Z cards are a pretty big deal. I I would definitely take those out of a lot of a lot of things that sell in that range. I'm I'm long Jay Z. Me too. I'm long. I'm longer Jay Z than Erling Holland. Yes, a hundred percent. I'm not saying I wouldn't want something of Jay Z. I just don't know if I need a seven thousand dollar. One might argue that that's. The top rookie card is $10. And one might argue that's a dumber purchase than the $7,000 one. No, no one would I'm argue right. that. Would you rather have a Josh Allen at a 99 NT, not the RPA, or a Jay-Z PSA 10 at a 30? I'd rather pay the difference to get the Josh Allen NT RPA at a 99 and not have either one of the other two you recommended. How about... <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Ty, what's on your what's mind? What's on my mind is that we are in the greatest, I mean, this week, it is currently Monday, and it is 3-17, and France is playing Switzerland. Oh, my goodness, and Switzerland's up one nothing. The own goal today was crazy, Croatia. Yeah, or France, Spain. wow, they can't lose this game. I just looked at that. was, all right. This is the greatest sporting week of all time, potentially, until the next greatest sporting week of all time. You're the king of, like, the Listen, all-time. No, that was 15 years. That was the all-time years, takes. Not all-time, okay? We've got Euro Cup going on this week. We're in the quarters, round of 16 into quarters. England, Germany tomorrow, massive game. Great sports. Those are going on during the day. A little 12-3 and three if you're on the East Coast. 
right into some conference semis basketball, right? Bucks, Hawks, Trey's ankle might not hold up, even though I'm fucking with Trey and I want to pick up some Trey product. Is he playing? Is he going to play or no? He finished the game, didn't he? Yeah, he finished the game. He did probably get a couple quarter zone shots in there and it'll be good to go. Giannis could be having his moment that shuts Lou up once and for all. And he is the hobby darling, and I could see some good action coming there. Then we've got Devin Booker and Chris Paul tonight to close it out, go to the finals. That team looks stacked and loaded. I think it would be Suns Bucks has like major hobby implications. Suns Hawks has major hobby implications. Sure, sure. I think you're right, though. Suns Suns Bucks has Suns Bucks. You're talking about two huge superstars, right? Like. Mon, like, I mean, just those teams are both really good. They're deep. I mean, those that's going to be a hell of a finals and it doesn't have LeBron or Curry in it. It does feel, though, like whoever wins is like the second best team. The Nets are the best team and they got. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they are not even (laughs) remotely close. The Nets got screwed. How? They didn't play together all year. They lost their two best players. They They never had their two best players. But what that doesn't you, matter. The regular season they didn't doesn't play. matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? The re- the regular season matters in basketball, guys? Yes. They, were, they, they didn't even play together all year. The Nets are not the best team. That, they're far from it. Okay. They had a bunch of bums. I think when we look back on this um, this playoff run in like five years, we're going to be like, damn, that Nets team was You're really gonna good. You're going to be like, damn, the Suns were a really good damn basketball team. Yeah, they were really good. And they're they the are team. better than the Nets. Why they're still playing and the Nets are at home. You can't just not play all year and then act like you're going to play and not get hurt. There's simply no way you're taking the Nets over the Suns in the finals that are playing each other. I'm taking the Suns as a better basketball team. Okay. It's, you know, it's seven games to try to win four and couldn't do it. So You're not wrong. It's a fair point. <laughs> That's a good point, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying if they were that good, they would have won in four. Not fucking seven. Not losing wrong. seven. I'm flustered because I just checked the France score and they're down one, one nothing. My next point was going to be, if you don't want to watch France, you can watch the Tour de France. In which case, mm. I mean, real pile of action going on in day one. Half the field's been eliminated <laughs> through the guy holding the sign. Great. Tour de France, great. Look up a couple Lance Armstrong cards. You'll be surprised. Second. I mean, third, maybe fourth. You got Wimbledon. Seems. All, all England club. You know, little tennis on grass. Djokovic really lined up to do the unthinkable and win the Grand Slam this year. If he wins his tournament, he's coming into Queens hot for the U.S. Open. Summer tennis in New York City will be rocking. Pay attention to that. Ty, how how often does you said wins the Grand Slam? Like how often does that happen in tennis? I think it's like a once every 10, 15 years thing. Like think about uh, how often does it happen in golf? Never, right? It's like Tiger and one of the old dudes. Obviously, tennis, we're living in the generation of probably never see again in terms of Federer, Nadal, Joke, those three guys, you know, coming off the back of San Francisco. So you got that going on. Is there F1 this weekend? Yes. Where are we at? Um, Austria? Austria. I think we were just in Austria. We were just in Austria. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know then. Off the top so of you're going to have another F1. So. Next seven days. Oh, wait, no, it is it is Austria again. Back to back again. I wasn't wrong. Yeah, were they there last week too? Yes. Nice. So that's what's on my mind. Todd, did you mention the Olympics? 
Nope. To your point, we got a lot of qualifying going on. The, the track and field, gymnastics, a little swimming. So we're just loaded with sports. Me, a ham card just went crazy. That's something to note. So my point being through all this madness of, of sports, you know, you got F1, undeniable amount of growth going on in the U.S. You ask anyone in real life, not on Twitter, not on podcasting, just ask them if F1's hit their radar. Either they've become a fan of it or someone started talking about it in their household or friend group. I promise you the Netflix thing went crazy. So these alternative plays have been popping up forever. Here we are talking about Jay-Z. Here we are talking about Mia Ham records. Within Wimbledon, within Tour de France, within F1, within European soccer, take a gander. That's what's on my mind. So, Lou, I want to get into something I've seen on Twitter a lot lately, as you are the resident baseball expert. Mm. What is going on with the substance checks? Before we get into this, what do you guys actually know versus not? And how much time do you have? Everyone's getting, everyone's getting their cup checked in the middle of the game. Yeah, that's, that's about all I know. Is people are like, I saw Max Scherzer almost take his pants off, and okay. they just started doing it, and somebody just got kicked out the other day from the Mariners. That's what I know. Okay, I'm going to preface everything with I'm probably going to get things wrong, and I don't want to hear it. Okay, so here's the thing. Baseball, the overarching thing is that baseball has one thing, like they have a small little thing that happens, right? Or not even a small thing. They have one little incident that happens, and then everything like mm-hmm. piles. So people have been using sunscreen, rosin, different stuff to get a dip, a good grip on baseballs since the beginning of time. They literally have a rosin bag on the mound for that explicit purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay? So now, obviously, in baseball, people, there's like un, unwritten rules and like different things that people do, right? Everyone has their own concoction. People buy and sell concoctions. They buy spider tack. You might have heard about spider tack in recent Should weeks we too, start right? card card collector goo? Card grip goo? I think that might be a better idea than you think it is. So, <laughs> got it. it. It became more of a story last season and it now bubbled up again this season. And what has happened, it's been centered on Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer. Those are the two like faces of this whole thing for reasons I don't understand, considering like everyone mm-hmm. in baseball uses this mm-hmm. stuff, right? Um, or most people in baseball use this stuff. So now, MLB comes out with, or a story came out on The Athletic, I believe. Basically being like, this is a league-wide issue. It's a whole big problem, blah, blah, blah. Completely ignoring the fact that MLB has changed the baseballs 150 times because they want home runs to happen. Mm-hmm. That's a, the biggest piece of this whole thing is that MLB changes the baseballs every year because they want more home runs. They want more pop out of the ball, blah, blah, blah. Right? Got it. Cool. So now the story comes out. Garrett Cole has one of the all-time inter- interview meltdowns I've ever seen where someone was like, hey, do you use spider tack? And he was like, um, I don't know. And like just completely collapsed. <laughs> like literally. Okay. Like, and then Judge came in and was like, don't come on my man's like that, right? Anyway. Because he's a good uh-huh. teammate. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, great guy, Aaron Judge. That happens. And now the league has said, all right, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to crack down. We're going to check in between innings. Anyone caught is immediately ejected and will face fines, suspensions, etc. There's an uproar in the league. People are, The pitchers are like, how are you going to tell us we can't use this stuff because we can't get a grip on the ball? It makes hitters unsafe. It makes umpires unsafe. It's unsafe for everyone. We're going to give up more hits, all that. Now, what happens is certain guys are using, it turns out they are using it more than others. You might have, like, there's people who used to keep it on their cap, they keep it in their glove, etc. They're checking in between innings, and now they're 
is a stoppage of the whole thing. And so one or two guys will get caught and they'll put all the blame on those guys. because That's what Major League Baseball does. And then we'll never talk about it again. That's how you see this thing, huh? I see it as MLB is looking for issues and they're going to find scapegoats because MLB is the worst. Second worst. NCAA is worse. MLB is second. That's a good save by you. I agree. That's a, that's a tr- true take. It's just stupid, man. It's uh, like I can do the Astros thing again, but like it's the same thing. A lot of people are doing these things. A lot of teams are doing these things to act like it's a issue. Number one is crazy. Just because there's a lot of spin rate on the baseball doesn't mean that the world's coming crashing down. These guys are hitting home runs that are 575,000 feet long. Like you have to do something to get an advantage as, as a pitcher or else you're dead. And that's how I feel. It's a crying shame what Major League Baseball is doing to the, to the sport. So just to confirm, okay with substance on the baseball? I'm okay with everything. With it all. Beating trash cans, trash cans as well. All in. All in on the trash can. I think that you should be able to do whatever you want in sports. That's my opinion. I like really think that. Is Garrett Cole less of a pitcher? It's a real shame that the Yankees paid him $375 bazillion and now his career is collapsing. It's a real shame. I don't think so. I, all, like, all kidding aside, I think it's annoying that baseball is going to s- try to stop him from using that stuff, which has been a big ca- like catalyst for him becoming a good pitcher. Spin rate's a big factor, and having a good grip is a big Do part Do you of think that this plays out somewhat similar to steroids? I think it plays out much more closer to the Astros thing than it does steroids, because steroids was like a big, it became a bigger league-wide issue, and like, there was like congressional here. Yeah. Like, like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's much more Astros than it is steroids. Which was? Which was one team gets blamed. They, gets, they get fined and chastised. Then everyone else acts like. But no like at the end of the day, they're still flying the flag, right? Correct. Flags fly So forever. like nothing happened. Correct. So do you think 10 years from now, people are going to say the Astros didn't really win or they won fair and square with everyone else? I think 10 years from now, no one's going to care. Got it. So do you think 10 years from now, Garrett Cole was a good pitcher or he cheated? Great pitcher. I think 10 years from now, Garrett Cole had a really good four-year stretch for the Astros and the first half of his game. And how do we feel about Mark McGuire? All in. Interesting. (laughs) I think steroids are great. Interesting. I think steroids, I think sign stealing, I think spider tack are all good things for baseball. What about deflating footballs? Horrible. Jail time. Just making sure where we're drawing Wait, the line. Jail time. Oh. <laughs> Just making sure we're drawing the line. The no, no, no. Right. The thing is, like, there's part of me that's very serious. And I think this is a complete joke. What MLB does, and the other part of me wants everyone on the Patriots. I'm not going to say it, but you know what I think. I mean, listen, Ryan. The Patriots. <laughs> Just they making sure were we're on the same page. Cheating like a lot. Like, 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 if we were so the Astros weren't from the situation. Ty, just to be clear, the Astros were not cheating. The Astros were uh, not cheating. No, I agree. I believe the Astros were. No, Ty I thinks they were the cheating. Astros were cheating wholeheartedly. I I agree. The if the Patriots are cheating, but take like, it away. I cheating is cheating. The Astros. You know, it's a fair point. the The Patriots were literally like before big games, like filming the other team's practice. So wait, you're saying they, wait, like all kidding aside, I'll quote unquote admit to the Astros doing the things they're doing. You're saying the Patriots were not doing those things? No, no, no. I just knew, I don't I know. knew like, your take on the Patriots. practice to me is a, another level of cheating. No, cheating is cheating. Uh, that's no, not 100%. true. <laughs> no, that's not That's true. how that works. Okay. 
that's Agreed. that's an interesting that's an interesting there's a lot of lines to be drawn but you guys were filming other teams practices Agreed. And the Astros were stealing signs and banging on trash cans and had wires. Wire tape. Right. Can I ask you a question? If the wire tape. Okay. The wire tape is the wire tape is confirmed. Not how confirmed. One hundred percent. It's as confirmed as confirmed that they were using. Have Altuve's card. You can either go by the report. You can hold on. Hold on a second. You can either go by the report or not go by the report. The report says no buzzers. Yes, trash cans. So pick one. Because if you say the report's not real, then I'm saying none of it's real. Feels like a safe face report. Let's move on. I, I, I think we're talking conspiracy theories now, and I think we need to talk about some cards. All right. So let's get into Play of the Week. Again, Play of the Week is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for all things cards and collectibles. So as always, if you are new here, this is where Jay, the producer, will field plays submitted by you, the listener. On Instagram or Twitter at Card Talk Pod. Tyler, Lou, and I have not seen these live, so we have no idea what's coming. We'll go through the four or five plays one by one, talk about them individually, and then we'll we'll pick a winner at the very end. So our first play comes from looks like Eddie Goody 2. Says play of the week. Bought a Devin Booker Prism rookie raw back in February of 2020 for $35. I had it graded. Came back at BGS 9.5, no subs. Decided to sell it last week with his stuff being ultra hot. Got 5.15 for it. Some of this cash I got. Some of this cash I got for it. I wanted to add something to the PC and I bought a Gretzky Auto for 2.47, which I think is fairly undervalued considering who he is. Now I have a Gretzky Auto and $200 cash to figure my next move. Picks below. I like it. I respect it. I like the, I like the move into a Gretzky Auto. I definitely do. Big fan of that. Yeah, I wonder how much Gretzky has actually signed in his life. Like, are these actually kind of hard to come by, or are they not? Like, does he sign a gazillion things? Because some guys don't sign, right? Like, LeBron rarely, like, very, very rarely signs. And then you get guys like, you know, Shaq, who will sign anything. Seriously. No, you're not wrong. Agreed. A A line for sure. I like the play. I like the play, Ry. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the method... I like the method of like invest to collect, right? So I'm very big on like taking a thousand, turning it into like 1800 and taking 300 of that and buying something you like really truly enjoy or what to invest in for five years, right? So taking $300 of that off of the table. So you made 500 bucks, taking that plus your original thousand, keep flipping that and keep building. But as you get a big deal like that, take some of it off the table put it into something you you love, like you truly enjoy, right? Because you know, a lot of us got into this because this was a hobby. So taking some of that off the table and doing something like buying the Gretzky Auto, I'm a fan. I think it's a cool play. All right, Jay, what's the next one? Is that Jay, Jay Barris? Yep. Yep, Joe. All right, it says, make a play. I found this card a few weeks ago while scrolling, looking to buy some Contenders Autos. So this card didn't have the player's name in the title or in the description. To my surprise, it was a LaMelo Ball premier, uh, huh. premier variation auto. Looked up comps and pop report and saw an opportunity. There are only three graded at BGS, and, and this 8.5 is the second highest graded at the time. Went 50-50 on it with a good friend and got it for $401. We posted it the other day, and we, wait, reposted it the day it arrived and sold it three weeks later for $800. Make a play. That's the classic, like, how about, like, 
if you're a listener of the show, please like double check your listing titles and like make sure you have it fully figured out to not put LaMelo the Ball. The funny that title. thing is you're probably not listening to the show if you're listing stuff like that. But yeah, I understand. I'm just saying for listeners of the show, like you got to get the name in there. I am of the opinion that the name should be the first thing that comes up, but mm-hmm. the name should be the first 100%. thing you enter. It's the most important thing on the yep. on the title. I agree. That or great, actually, yeah, I think are the two most important things. But it's a good job. It's a good job by Joe. Splitting it with your buddy is awesome. I love splitting things with my friends and like making some cash. That's my favorite thing. Um, and I'm a big fan. Good job by you to recognize it and make the play. All right, Jay, what's the next one? Mm. Storybook cards. All right, it says uh, player of the week. Back in March, I bought four Upper Deck England boxes for 2200 US. I was looking for one of David Beckham's first cards in an England kit. I was able to pull eight from the four boxes. I inspected and subbed three to PSA, and they all gemmed. Sold three raw for a th- uh, 1200 Sold one PSA 10 for $2,200. i am now up $1,200 on the play and sitting on two PSA 10s and two raws. Prices have come down a lot, but I love knowing I'm already profitable and can now hold these 10s to see what happens with the market. Roberto. Roberto, my guy. I got a little D-back, but if you see here... Seeing the, the D, yeah, D crushed me. Yeah, you're crushed on that one. Yeah, That's unfortunate. Devastated. That's a good job. Sixteen hundred bucks is a lot of money to like try. I guess. Do you know how many you're pulling out of each box? It's got to be like guaranteed, right, or something. Well, it's twenty two hundred US, right? The reason I can't, I don't love, I, I won't, I don't give too much to the play, is because this this should be a quick little discussion. You know, flash in the pan plays mm-hmm. like rip and dip just feels like it was caught at the moment, which if you know what you're doing and you're really dialed in, you can play those moves. Low pop, you know, like the classic guy comes up and it's like the most random card in the world and tries to sell it to you at the table. And it's like pop one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've done like, that before. Yeah, guy. I, I, yeah. No, I thought it was a pop 72. Like no one else knows about this fucking card. I, I guess it's a pop one, you know. So, like, one hand, I respect it, but then the other hand, like, where he ends it about the prices have come down a lot, they're not going back up to where they were. Not to this, not to this level, I don't think. So, I, I got to discount the play a little bit in that regard, but I also know Roberto very well, and I think that he is in tune at all moments with, what, with what's happening in the hobby, and so he stays a step ahead, and it's a, it's a, a, a game that works for a lot of people. Agreed. I agree. And in anything arbitrage. Yeah, he's very good at, uh, you know, he's been on here before a couple times and always kind of had the move that is just two or three steps ahead of most. Agree. Good work. All right, this next one's from, what's that, Big Cat Cards? Mm-hmm. I says, my play of the week finally made me get myself in gear to make the card IG. I've been on Twitter with a decent following for a while, but finally made the jump. Here's the timeline. June 9th. Luke Williams, Phillies, hits walk-off home run in first start. Purchased six 2015 first Bowman refractors that night at 38 cents each. 615, received the cards in the mail and listed on eBay. 617, first sale 1988, 624, second sale 1488, and then 624, third sale was $12, took a best offer. Not huge money, but a pretty good ROI, screenshots included. Love the show. Yeah, I mean, we've discussed this before. These are some of my favorite types of plays. What is this website that this order ID is coming from, Ryan? Card, card lots. 
Got it. What it's no, called. We've seen that a few times. So I love a, I love a good like get something for under a dollar and flip it for three dollars. That's my favorite. So to go for like nineteen, fifteen, twelve is really really good. It's hard to you can't level that up. Agreed. Uh, you can't scale that up in the way that you might like. Like you can't sell a hundred of those at that scale. I don't think, but it's still good. Because that feeds the next one, right? Right. Yeah, like agreed. Th- that I'm this aligned. this forty. Yeah. Feeds the one that becomes ninety. The ninety that becomes two hundred. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, about six of them at 38 cents a piece, right? You're in, you have a $2 investment and you're going to turn two. I mean, he sold three of them and already has over what? Oh, it was almost $50. That's mm-hmm. 20, 34, 46 bucks. Quick math. Right off, off $2. Then you've got 40 to play with. And then you take 40 and turn it into 60, 60 into 75, 75 and 100 off $2. It happens just like that. If you're paying attention and you're, you, you know, you're trying to stay ahead. Yeah, I love the play. Yeah, me too. I, I, I got to respect it. Doesn't even need PSA. Just playing his game. Mans didn't even have an Instagram account. Now he does. Love it. Big cat. My guy. Respect him. I don't even do baseball, but that's a, that's, I think we talked about it last episode. You don't, you don't cross a man's and his baseball prospecting. You just don't do it. You just don't. And that's what happened there. So is this collects sports cards? All right. It says play of the week. Very straightforward. Double your money kind of thing. Bought the John Ram Sports Social for Kids PSA 9 for 121 in January and moved it straight away after he won the U.S. Open for 250 Logic at the time of the purchase was that these are super tough to get a good grade on and a major win is inevitable for Ram. Saw a, or Rom. Rom. <laughs> Saw a couple other sales at a slightly bigger price, but just not in a position to be turning down 2x when the market is a little slow. A lot of thoughts. Okay. One, I love the just very straightforward double your money kind of thing. It's great. Yeah, uh, like, this guy's like, hey, what's up? I'm here. I doubled my it's money. It's a move. I got, you know, it's a move <laughs> that I keep in the back pocket. It's a quick, you know, one of those two Xers, you know. You may uh, have heard of it. That's a two Xer. There's something here. There's something there. Respect. Second, golf. Alternative. We just went through, you know, the world's greatest week of sports. There's also a golf tournament this weekend. And there's John Rom plays to be made out here. Just nothing crazy. The straightforward, double your money kind of play. You just, you know, nothing crazy. And then, at the end, the way that he really worded this got me really pumped up. Saw a couple of other sales at a slightly bigger price, but just not in a position to be turning down at 2x when the market is a little bit slow. The mindset of you need to sell your card for one cent more than the last highest sale is insane to me yeah meaning you go to a show last comp was 257 so i'll take 13 percent off of that and then maybe i need to get two more cents than that so it's you know da, da, da. it's like it doesn't always need to be that way and just because the last one sold at that price doesn't mean that if you don't get one percent more you're selling on the low like you failed he wanted his 2x money I believe this is also going to be a great long-term card and you're looking at something like 10x. But herein lies the game. You got to decide. which. How do you want to play it? Is he going to take that money? Does he want it for something else? Does he have another straightforward 2x play in the bag? And he doesn't want to wait and he wants to compound his money? The old Ryan Johnson move. Keep it moving. You know, present value of money. Let the other person eat. And I'm going to take a little off the top to so I can get it off my hands. There's a lot here that I really like, and he's got, I think, uh, is that some footy in his? Yeah, it's Killian Mbappe in this picture, so that's my guy. Uh, Brom is a guy who's always in the mix for tournaments, too, right? So, like, that one's going to 
He's a COVID guy. Wasn't he the guy that got, got removed from the memorial after leading after like the second or third round with COVID? Yep. And then he and then he went into quarantine and then he came back and won the uh the that's open. a really good job. Yeah, he won a major. Yeah, that's a really good job. Yeah. So this play was gonna work out regardless because he's gonna he's gonna be in the mix in tournaments. Yep. Oh yeah, he's a big big dude. But de- the decision to sell it quick is smart. I agree. Yeah, I agree so much with the Tyler thing, right? That was something Tyler. I'll tell you that is something I struggled with a lot early. So much early was like, hey, I gotta get X for it. Gotta get X. Gotta you know, gotta get this. I, you know, last one did two. I gotta get two twenty. I I just can't. And I can tell you, it. There's a lot of times I regret like not selling for 220 and it went to 160 and I got 140 because I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't take two. I feel like it's, it's, it's gone the wrong way more than it's gone the right way. So, you know, I saw somebody, you know, it, it happens. I've heard it a million times in the card world doing this long enough. And I'm sure it's outside of the card world too, but nobody's ever gone broke by making a profit. Not ever. Right, you're you're doubling your money on this, and you you, you know you could have got three hundred, but you took two fifty to get out of it. And I think the other thing I think about in this situation, maybe I'm crazy. I would love your guys' opinion. My concern would be, let's say they're selling for three and a quarter. If you try to shoot for three fifty, if the card were to dip, I feel like somebody might be a little bit more eager to try to return it, rather than if it sells for three twenty five, maybe take two eighty five. And somebody might not feel as bad about returning it. Leave the next person, you know, a slight 5% more room mm-hmm. so that it's not as likely to be returned. Again, maybe it's just a, an odd way of thinking about it. But I, if I know it's a possibility, I'd rather not try to get that extra two cents. I'd rather leave maybe a penny off there, or, you know, five bucks off there, 10 bucks off there to try to, you know, reduce that. It's something twice. I deal with all it's the time. Twice we've done the, the I know. Together. I think about this a lot, though, right? Like, I deal, I do this all the fucking time. And I, like, get caught all the time trying to get every dollar out of everything because it's just the way my brain works and i'm just like constantly constantly telling myself i don't need to do that is like the only way i think i'll be able to get out of it yeah i mean if you're worried about two percent extra margin now two percent on a fifty thousand dollar card is a lot of money but i try to say this play the margins like if you're not willing to sell something at 330 but would sell it at 345 yet you're not doing the you know pro eBay, baseball prospect grinding like what are we doing Todd this is this is great story time mm-hmm. talked to a kid I was at the it was a little show in Columbus this weekend a little Columbus card show and was outside having a conversation there's a kid out there and he's like hey uh do you want to buy my 2019 2020 prison blasters and I'm just like hey not real big on basketball. Don't want to buy it. Season's about over. Probably not something to have much use for. Um, haven't run breaks in a couple of weeks. Like, no, thank you. And he's like, and I was like, just for curiosity, what do they sell for? He goes, you know, 250 to 300. Cool. He's like, I, I got offered 200, but trying to get some money for the national. So I want to sell them. He's like, I'd sell them to you for 215. And I said, I said, think about it like this. If you're trying to get money, he had eight of them. He said, if you're trying to get money for the national, that's $1,600 that you could get for those blasters. The $15 you're going to miss out on per 
per blaster, you'll be able to make that back at the national if you know what you're doing, right? You you could turn that $1,600 into something else at the national. Like if you want the cash there, you're not, I mean, we we talk about a lot going into the national desperate to sell. You're going to pigeonhole yourself because you're going to walk in and you have no leverage. You want the money. So you've got to get rid of them. So somebody that doesn't offer you the 2K or the, you know, whatever it is you're looking for on them, you're going to kind of be stuck. So that was one thing, just going back to the point of, you know, not having to make every dollar. It's not necessarily what you get out of it, but it's more what you do with that dollar when you spend it the second time, because you could always make up for that, you know, five, 10, $15 you missed out on by selling it later. Do you think it's definitely better to go into a show with trade bait than something to sell, right? So when I go to the national, every, like, this will be the first time I've ever set up the national, right? I've always gone with cash only to buy, only as like someone that walks around. I almost never take cards. The first three, four, five years I went, I was always taking cards. So I would go and be like, hey, I'd comp all this stuff and it sells for, you know, 5,000. I want 4,000. And then I'd show it to a dealer and he'd be like, yeah, I'd give you 2,700. Yeah, well, that's always, that's, that's why I'm saying selling at the show, no shot. I think trading, you at least have a little bit better of a shot, or are you saying you're better off moving everything beforehand and walking in with cash? I've just never been big on, like, I've ne- I was never a big trader growing up. Like, you know, I was at some point, but at the shows, I just didn't trade as much. So, like, I was only going to buy. So, I just, I would, like I said, I'd pigeonhole myself because I was trying to get cash to, 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 to buy stuff. And the only option were the people in the room, and if they're not paying for it, right, if, you know, they want to be at 50% of comps because, again, it costs so much to set up, you're just, you know... You either got to decide, do you not want the cash or do you want to move these and get something else? And oftentimes I wanted the cash to be able to have money to spend because I was going to be there for two or three days. So I would sell it. And then, you know, that's never fun. So that's why I I always talk about preparation, right? If you're prepared for it, it allows you to go in with the cash ahead of time rather than getting desperate or not having as much leverage when you walk in the front door. Totally. Yeah. I mean, everybody's. Yeah. I just go back and forth on it anyway. All right. Let's pick a winner. So I think there's two for me. So I'm debating between the Nick Williams, I think that was the baseball player, and then the Gretzky play. Mm, interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Phillies one. That 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 Phillies prospect, Luke Williams. I think this is the winner for me. What was your two, Ry? Don't pick just because we're picking. We always do that. I here's what I'm saying. I don't want us to just pick one because it's the winner. I think what would be fun is if we let the people pick. I will pick the I'm gonna pick the Gretzky play. I think I go back to that a lot about uh, invest to collect, right? Taking money out of a deal that you did really well on and taking some of that to put it into something you truly enjoy. So you're not just getting caught up in the buy, you know, the buy a deal, flip it, buy a deal, flip it. You actually have time, you know, you actually have pieces that you can look at and say, hey, this is, this is pretty cool. So I'm going to go with the Gretzky play. So the Gretzky pick would be mine. You're going Gretzky. I'm going Phillies. Tyler's going Rom. Ram. So I would go with I would go with the Gretzky pick. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta go with this play. All right. So let's let's put a poll up on you can do a you can do like a multiple choice. We'll put one on Instagram Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning. And YouTube community. So and YouTube. Love to get the people's vote on that. See what you guys think. Which one do you agree with? And then we will announce the winner on social media. It's interesting. We this is the first time we haven't collectively decided on play. Yeah, because I feel like we always end up just... Like, I know I've done that a couple of times. Like, packed you guys it in? Pick, not like packed it in, but like you want to declare a winner. But I actually think the, the poll will be more fun. 
All right, so that is all we got for Play of the Week. Again, Play of the Week is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for all things cards and collectibles. All right, so last but not least, as we wrap up this episode and get one day closer to the National, we've got latest launch. So this is actually a pretty decent week, Ty, a little soccer action this week. You've got Mosaic Panini Mosaic UEFA Euro Soccer. You've got Noir Basketball, Panini Chronicles Draft Picks Collegiate Football, Top's Finest UEFA Champions League, and then Pokemon Sword and Shield Chilling Rain Build a Battle Deck. Top's Chrome UEFA Champions League is the product that got me into this whole thing, and so therefore, every year, I will have to buy some simply because I owe it to the hobby. Kind of a light week for me. Chronicles Draft Picks. Big fan of the Chronicles brand. I love college football. I love collecting Ohio State stuff. It was a very popular product last year. Chronicles draft picks. I will likely rip a case Friday night after our trade night. Thinking about doing a little case with the with the team. So nice. may end up staying late Friday night and ripping a case of that. I'm actually looking forward nice. to that a lot. Yeah, I agree. Chronicles as a product is freaking sweet. I agree with that. Cool. Four weeks. See you guys in Chicago. Peace. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com, and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.